You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to the podcast. We'd love to have you on board. When we last left, it's always game day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder was explaining his story, and he had a conspiracy theory. Give us the conspiracy theory. Made me hold it, too. I held it through the break. Good job. Um, I'm proud of you. Attaboy. Maybe conspiracy theory is a little dramatic. Oh, I oversold it going into the break. No, I oversold. No, I'm the one that did the overselling. That's on me. You just repeated what I said. But thank you for listening. And thank you Uh -uh. to everyone that's listening right now. I'm on Uh, So my theory is... Because this ties into the Indomitian Sioux uh, conversation that has been going on for whatever reason, um, that I believe, based on the timeline of the the cuts and uh, the fact that the Browns don't play a game that even matters until September 11th, and the initial 53 is on August 30th, which, by my math, uh, I believe is 10 days, that they will use training camp to really give these young guys a defensive tackle a look. And then if they don't like what they see, they will use that time between the initial 53-man roster and the opener to bring in some help at that position through the waveform. Because remember, how many times did we sit on pins and needles watching that waiver wire over the years, right? And the, the Browns would like poach eight guys off waivers Remember those days? Oh, Eric so I could see them easily giving these guys the reps, the opportunities in training camp at defensive tackle, and it would not shock me if they brought in some defensive tackle help before the season begins. If, mm. if, and only if they don't like what they're seeing from what they currently have. Would you say the same about wide receiver? Mm-hmm. Probably not, unless the caveat there is, unless you're moving on quickly from like Demetric Felton, you, Michael Woods, you squeeze him through waivers. You, he's a sixth round pick this year. 
uh, you know, Jamarcus Bradley, you know, things like, like, yeah, if something opened up there, maybe they bring in a back end of the roster at receiver. But defensive tackle, I think, is really the position to watch for post initial 53 man roster assistance. All right, Daryl, our final breakdown as we go into camp here is on the coaching staff. I'm curious to see how they divvy up the reps at quarterback. I'm div- I'm curious to see how much time they give someone like Joel Petonio or Wyatt Teller or you know and Jack Auckland. We haven't talked about him at all. And will he be ready for the season? So I, I let me start with the quarterback question. If you were Kevin Stefanski, if Deshaun Watson's not playing, how are you divvying up the reps? And are you in if Desha- let's just say Deshaun Deshaun continues to go forward here and isn't suspended through the partially through the camp? I know this. I, I'm not trying. I'm trying to make it so we're not dated for anybody that's listening along here, but. How important is it for Deshaun Watson to get as many reps as he can in camp prior to a verdict? It depends. I mean, it, I'll be honest with you, it depends on the verdict because if the verdict is, it, it, is So let's lo- just say you're in week one like we are now. Who are you giving the reps to? Oh, I, I'm giving them to Jacoby Brissett because I got to get him ready to be my week one starter. That's okay. just me. I don't think that that's what's going to happen, though. I think that they're going to proceed as Deshaun, as with Deshaun as the, their week one starter um, as far as those reps go. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think they kind of have to do that because he's not suspended until he's suspended. That's, see, right. that's, what, yeah. that, I mean, that, that's what people have to understand. Even though, sure, the hand has been tipped by them bringing in Josh Rosen, that that's a clear sign they're bracing for impact, right? Right. I think right. I think it's fair to say that. Um, that yeah, I mean, you have to pers- he hasn't been suspended. So it, it, at the time have, we taped this. Yeah, just, at, at the, the time the we taped this. That's why I was yeah. yeah. Um so you have to proceed along those lines. Gotcha. All right, let's uh Let's uh, dig a little deeper here, too. If you're, I always find it interesting when we talk about coordinators like Joe Woods and Alex Van Pelt. Okay. So, Joe Woods, like in the beginning of the season, fans wanted to throw him out so fast last year because there was a little bit of a struggle to start the season. And then all of a sudden, they turned things around and they became the heart of the team. Where are you on Joe Woods right now? I think Joe Woods is a, a really, really good coach. And I, laugh at the thought of people wanting him fired. I really do. It takes time for things to kind of come together. And his, his unit played better at the end of the season than they did the beginning, which at last check, Andy, it's kind of what you're looking for, right? Yep. So I, I don't get the Joe Woods criticism. That's just me. Um, but now my but my expectation for what they're able to do on that side of the football, assuming assuming good health for everybody, right? Right. Is that they're going to kind of pick up where they left off last year. I have very high expectations. I think they've got a really, really good secondary, if not one of the best in the National Football League. Um, you've got two of the best pass rushers in the game. Uh, sure, you got some questions up the middle. You've got an emerging potential playmaking, uh, game-changing linebacker in JOK. Um, so yeah, I, I have a lot of expectations for this defense, but 
I, I, I am not in the Joe Woods it was on the hot seat or should have been on the hot seat or will be on the hot seat camp. I think he's a very fine football coach. I really do. And I think that if everything goes as planned this year on that side of the ball, don't be surprised to see Joe Woods as a head coaching candidate into 2023. Ooh, nugget. All right. Well, how about Alex Van Pelt? If, if Alex Van Pelt can make this quarterback crew work and he's got a hodgepodge it all season, there's another guy I think deserves to be a head coach somewhere. You know, what's interesting is them switching up quarterback coach. Not only did they switch out all the quarterbacks, you know, Drew Petzing's now the quarterback coach. Okay. And he coached tight ends last year. Um, and I, I find that interesting um, that they made it, they made that adjustment this offseason. I think Drew Petzing's a, a fine assistant coach, uh, I think he's an up and comer. Um, I like Alex Van Pelt. I, I think that the reason why Alex Van Pelt gets some of the grief that he gets is because, well, he's not calling the plays Kevin Stefanski is, right? True, true. And so I think that there's this perception among fans out there that he's, you know, dispensable or disposable or however you want to put it, right? That he's just, he's, he's insignificant in terms of how things go. And, I, and again, I, I'm referencing how some fans may perceive him. I, I certainly don't feel like he's insignificant. I think he's integral in what they do. I think he's uh, Kevin Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski's right hand uh, on the offense uh, when it comes to managing things, not only just on game day, but uh, you know, during the week, get, you know, making sure getting the game plan together, getting things organized and, and whatnot. So um, I, I, I think that I have a much higher regard for both Joe Woods and Alex Van Pelt than some fans do. And I'm not knocking fans. That's why they're, they're fans. But um, I, I think that both of those coaches, I think they're, 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 they're very good men. They're very good coaches. Um, and uh, again, I kind of feel like AVP is just kind of a bit of a victim of the circumstance in his job title or not his job title, but his responsibilities per sure. se, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, look like at Kyle Shanahan. Right? He doesn't call the call the plays, but there are a lot of head coaches in the NFL that have offensive coordinators uh, that don't call the plays. You know, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy come to mind. Yeah, in Kansas City, right? Right. That doesn't mean that Eric Bieniemy is not a good coach. It's like so, Jim, Tr Jim Trussell used to always say this all the time. Where like uh, the question would come up: Have you ever thought about giving up play calling? And he'd be like, If I gave up play calling, what else would I do? Would I just walk up and down the sidelines and pretend like I'm watching the game? You know, like there are head coaches that know their their forte, and I, I, I it's interesting in life too. Like you promote somebody from doing something, and then all of a sudden they don't do what they did that made them great to get them to the next job. And so I do, I I, I have a better understanding. I think as I got older <clears throat> about head coaches that are calling plays and understanding why they do it, and it makes sense. I mean, again, if you got the job because you were a great offensive coordinator. Why would you stop doing what you're doing? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
on your happy price, price line. They're control freaks, Andy. That's what well, that's they are. Too. And again, yeah. I don't say that as a negative. Like that, I mean, they, you're gonna put your fate in someone else's hands if you can do the job yourself. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I hear you. I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm like kind of the same way. I don't like delegating a lot of stuff. I, 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 because you know I it's gonna get to, done right. Because I did it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's I know the one person I can count on is myself. And if I want it done done the way that I want and done right, I will do it myself. And that's not knocking anyone that might be around me that could help, but that's just how I'm wired. I I like this way. If a mistake is made, I'm the I'm accountable for it. I'm the one that screwed up. That's on me. I can't blame anybody else. And Kevin Stefanski is the same way. I mean, my God, how many times last year did he say I have to coach better? He said it so many times. I just wanted to scream, yes, we know you have to coach better. So when are you going to start? <laughs> All in good fun. By the way, Kevin Stefanski, not a guy you can have any fun with in a press conference. I don't know if you've picked that up in the first couple of years. Like he is, a when he's in front of those cameras and microphones, dude has game face on. He is as serious as they come. You are not having any fun with him whatsoever. He wants to answer your questions and then get the hell out of Dodge. He that's is not a, there to That's a good around. question, Daryl. That's is, a good question, Daryl. He is not there to laugh with you. And and, and nope, he is. The, <laughs> you know what? Win and, games and win games yeah. and no one cares. And look, so. I like Kevin. I'm not, you know, some people are like, oh, Daryl's ripping Kevin's defense. I'm, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Actually, I'm kind of like poking fun at the fact that he's always serious because there have been some times where. We've tried to mess with him. Tom Withers all the time is is trying to loosen the room up a little bit, right? With, with, right. I, I try and loosen the room up occasionally. I know Mary Kay has tried to do it a couple of times and stuff. So we all do. Um, and 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 it's it's all done out of respect, you know. Um, we know that Kevin probably doesn't necessarily enjoy his time answering questions with us. Um, it's probably the least favorite part of his day. It's an obligation. And, and, and on some days it really is an obligation. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we respect, we treat him with respect. We respect him. And, uh, you know, what's the old adage? If, uh, they don't have a little fun with you, then, uh, means we don't think you're worth it type thing. You know what I mean? So I hear you. I totally hear you. Daryl, uh, we're going to be getting ready for a preseason game next time we talk, right? I think so. At least a scrimmage. Something. I think we'll be a little bit closer. We'll definitely be closer. We'll be talking about the Hall of Fame game. There is there is nothing more exciting to break down than preseason football. Oh, bro, that doesn't get any better than that, does it? (laughs) Not at all. By the way, by the way, get ready. This is your final thought, by the way. This is your final thought. I'm calling my shot right now. Okay, call it. Browns in the Hall of Fame game next year if Joe Thomas goes into the Hall of Fame as a first ballot. Wow. Daryl Ryder. Book it. I'm telling you, they haven't been in the Hall of Fame game since 1999. So if 73 goes in, Brownies in Canton, which means and- I'm really going to hate next year. Five <laughs> preseason, what, four preseason, no, three preseason games, right? Now they'll no, be you, up I- four preseason I- games. And an extra extra week of training camp too. That is correct. Oh, 
Uh, it'll be it will be great to see Joe. It'll be great to hang in Canton. But my God, is that gonna suck? <laughs> it'll be a lot of that'll be a lot of money for Star County, though. I'll give them. Yes, I, I, I'd be, be happy for them if they got it. They yeah, I, but they that, that's it. I'm calling my shot. I think that if Joe goes in next year as a first ballot Hall of Famer, you will see the Cleveland Browns play in the Hall of Fame game at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. That would be awesome. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thanks again for listening. We always appreciate you, and we appreciate Meredith Kane, our outstanding producer of the show. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe. Give us as many stars as you want, and give us a little bit of feedback along the way. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.